1: Now John recognizes the song.
3: What
1: a great one, man. The Kinks. Cheddar Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. All right, we were going to talk to Rich Gannon. uh, No Rich today. Uh, but we'll connect with him after the holidays. John, uh, Rich, as always, when he's with us, and right now this segment. This segment brought to you by the BetParks
4: Casino and Sportsbook app, official app of the real Philly fan. Download now at BetParks.com. You must be 21 and in PA or New Jersey. Gambling problem, called 1-800-GAMBLING.
1: All right, by the way, today's Twitter poll question of the day. Well, it's actually our second question. <laughs> our first question was going to be about Hertz, and should he be allowed to make his own decision? and. Well, we know the decision is that is going to start. We don't know for sure if it was the team's call or Hertz's call in conjunction. But John tends to think it was the team's call. But we'll just roll out a different question uh, for the rest of the show. With Gardner Minshew, and if you missed the news, Gardner Minshew officially the Eagles quarterback now for Saturday. That was announced an hour ago. With Gardner Minshew at quarterback, who wins on Saturday? A, the Eagles. B, the Dallas Cowboys. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP. Uh, on twitter and the twitter poll question of the day brought to us by armin chevrolet over 85 vehicles available during uh, armin chevrolet's red tag year end event visit armin find new roads to armin chevrolet closer than you think All right, we're going to get to some philly stuff coming up shortly here let's go to the phones right now talk to uh let's talk to lou hello lou
5: hey guys let me get off speaker you got it lou talk Uh, to us first first of all uh a couple of things um I, I'm going to answer the question. I still think we're going to win. Um, I think my recollection is that when Minshew played, he had a very good ratio of touchdowns versus picks. Um, I, I recognize what John is saying about the rust, and we haven't seen him. But he was, and I think uh, I think Joe, you were correct. I, I would put him in the top two thirds, maybe somewhere in in, uh, in quarterbacks. In the NFL, so I don't know. Two, two thirds, well, you're talking you're at twenty, so I was, I was rounding up. Yeah. but but the, the, the larger point is, I don't think we have any reason to fear. And the other thing, I just, you know, I like the Cowboys when they're overconfident. I think that they, you know, I think it, it plays into it a little bit uh, because of the emotion uh, between between the teams. So, and 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 I know the question's not really on the table anymore, but I and I hate to disagree with John because I have such respect for him. But I think, in a way, uh, you're, we're protecting the quarterback from his own youthfulness. And I, although I, I've always said I think he's spectacular as a leader on the field, when we're young, we think we're bulletproof. And, we're, and that's particularly true with a world-class athlete like him. And we're not. And I think um, it shows the Eagles are invested in him as a long-term a member of this team and they're not going to do something that uh, might uh, put that in jeopardy. You know, when he went down, I got to tell you, the first thought I had was, Oh my God, dislocated shoulder because the weight of that, uh, of that uh, player hitting, hitting him. So I think it was the right move. Uh, I think at the end of the day, it's not only the right move for the Eagles, but it's the right move for, for Hertz. I think it shows actual respect for Hertz. You know, uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, watching watching football when they treated these guys like pieces of meat and didn't really care about their impact, you know, on their uh, yeah. uh, on their well-being. So I, I think all in all, and the other thing is, you know, you want a guy like Hurts to resist and fight and say, no, I want to play, I want to play because that's part of his, his demeanor and it's part of his leadership and what makes him great. But sometimes, you know, we don't know what's in our best interest, particularly when you're that. I agree, Lou. Lou, I think you make level. good
1: points. Lou, give me a good answer, man. What's a unique tradition?
5: Joe, I don't know if you know this, uh, the old Italians did not decorate their Christmas trees until Christmas Eve. Wow. And we've got two trees already in the house, artificial, but I bought a a live one, and we're going to do that in our house Christmas Eve, assuming the weather cooperates. That's something the old Italians did back in the day, and we're bringing it back into the house. Well,
1: Lou, have fun with that. I'll tell you, my family, John, we did that a lot on Christmas Eve, but not by
3: by laziness yes. or procrastination yeah. not
1: by in, intended you know tradition but but and of course I'm not Italian everyone thinks I'm Italian I'm Spanish uh, but by uh, Spaniard the Spaniard yeah man, dude I was a Spaniard way before Maximus I mean in one <laughs> on one you? hand well, on one hand Maximus was 2,000 years ago on another hand he was 20 years ago that's a good point, Jim. So yeah. I was a Spaniard. 22, I think it was
3: 2000.
1: It was 2000. Yeah, I know that well because I was a senior yeah, in college. I mean, <laughs> <yeah>, he <there was laughs> had a lot going you on You saw there.
3: Gladiator in the theaters right now. I saw Gladiator in the theater.
1: Um, I also saw John in October. One of the most, and I mean this, one of the most special things I'd ever seen in my entire life as a Philly sports fan, and it was the Phillies' Red October. And, and I, and I want to sort of, um, you know, again, I said this earlier, but let me say it again. This is our last show of 2022. We are uh, – as we typically do, we just step away for about a week and uh, give some other people chances to host the show. And it'll be good. And, and really, we're going to kind of go into planning mode also for the new morning show. A lot of work uh, to kind of dial up all that. And uh, But really step away and just hang out with family and friends for the next few days. And, you know, on this last show for us this year, I really do, John, want to kind of get into the Phillies thing a bit. And I have a specific question, and I actually don't want you to answer it yet, John. But I want to ask a question, John, to you and to James and everyone today. And I really would encourage people to, to, to call in and let us know. And the question is, because I think there are multiple reasons why, but I'm curious what people's number one reason is. Why was the Phillies' postseason run so special? I mean, we have seen many postseason runs in our lives, and we've seen many teams make the postseason. But there was something so unique about this one. It, there was a feeling in the air that was I, – I, I never really felt that. Now, again, I want you to sit on that for a moment. Now, I'm going to ask you, John, for your answer in a moment. But first I want to harken back to some of the best moments of the postseason. I just want to give everyone a little taste from two months ago. As highlighted by four clips. Because to me, these were four of the main ones that stood out. How it started. And then how it evolved. How it started was a night in Houston, John. When the day of that night, you and I said on the air, (laughs) if the Phillies clinch a playoff spot tonight, but do so because they lose and the Brewers lose, we don't think the Phillies should even pop champagne. Like, they don't deserve to pop champagne, right? (laughs) Even though they're like 158 games into the season, whatever the heck it was. Um, But... They did pop champagne, and they, and they won. And they well, I was gonna, and yeah. because they they won, and and the Brewers game was had they won like it was perfect. Aaron Nola was masterful, perfect through seven innings. So this is where to me it all started. But I remember watching it on TV and being grabbed as they celebrated in the locker room. Let's relive that moment.
0: Okay. You guys, sleep in a little bit. <laughs> Ten years this organization has been looking for this, and I am so proud
1: to be associated with all of you players, our coaches, our sports staff, trainers, strength guys. Um, I just can't believe all the things you guys have overcome over the course of the year. That we get here, we're not done. After Wednesday, we got thir- 13 more wins, and then we're world champions. Okay, let's go. Congratulations. Enjoy this. You you burn it. Okay? And I just remember watching that and I felt something totally different than I had felt for years. And that was just the start of it.
3: I remember you pointing out on the the next day's show how important you thought that 13 more message was. Like it I was. remember that day on the show yes. you, us playing that audio and
1: you you pointing that out. I remember that. Well, we weren't that. John, we weren't thinking about the World Series at all. We were just thinking hopefully
4: they can make it. It made it feel feasible and I think I think you know Topper is great. He's a big that, part of it. And, and the way that he was able to boil it down like that, yep.
1: not just for the players, but for us too. Totally. Like that registered for me. And, and, and the NBC Sports Philadelphia coverage that night was tremendous. Tom McCarthy was in the locker room. So, I mean, that night was beautiful. All right, then they get to the, the first round, and, they're in a, and it's a best of three, and they're in a really tight game one, but they're down 2 nothing in the ninth inning. And they start getting some runners on base, and Gene Segura had a hit that was just massive. Let's listen to that one. Swing and a ground ball right
0: side. It's under
1: the club. It's in the right. The game is tied. Here comes Castellanos. He'll
0: score. And the Phillies lead it in the night. Gene Segura has come through,
1: and the Phillies have scored three times to take the lead on the Cardinals. I mean, it was it was it was huge. I mean, it was like, oh, it was just massive. Now they still had to played a home game, and we still don't even know if they're gonna win that round. They ended up winning that round. They still had to play two more games in Atlanta before they could finally come home for the first time in like two and a half weeks. And the first time, obviously, a home playoff game since 2011. And in that first home playoff game in the now second round against the Atlanta Braves, there's a moment when Reese Hoskins is batting. And the crowd was juiced from the beginning. But when he hit that home run and he slammed down his bat, it took it to an even higher level.
0: Two on, one out. And the pitch. Swung on, crushed, and the Phillies are going to lead it. Four to nothing. A three-run home run for Reese Hoskins. His first postseason home run, and he's sprinting around third base. What a moment here at Citizens Bank Park.
6: Wow.
3: I mean, it was a Citizens Bank Park explosion. Well, remember what was coming off of, too, was coming off the game where they lost because of that Reese Hask- Hoskins error at yes. first base. So it
1: was like yes. all that
3: added extra motion to that, too. You're team. right.
1: No, James, that's a great point. And, of course, they go on to beat not only that day but in that series, Atlanta, and it was cool taking down a division rival. So then they're in the NLCS, and they're facing the Padres. And, you know, some great moments, the Schwerber-Homer, right, right? But obviously the greatest of all was this moment, which just was... Uh, it was it was just amazing
0: two balls two strikes to Bryce Harper Suarez delivers swing and a drive left field it's deep it's going and it is gone yes Yes! it is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top are you kidding me his (laughs) 10th career home run in the postseason and he may
1: never hit a bigger one. I mean, it was just amazing. And, of course, they then go on to win game one of the World Series in an unbelievable come-from-behind fashion. They win game three. Look, they didn't win the World Series. We know it. But it was special. And so, John, I'm going to turn to you first crack. I know there's like ten reasons. But I am curious what you personally believe is the number one reason why was the Phillies' postseason run so special? Because it was so unlikely,
4: and it turned into something magical where it was, I believe, because they just keep doing it. You know, it was every series, they'd get up. Every, every, we were third in the NL, NL East. Right. We weren't supposed, you know, it, it was, we, we eke in by the skin of our teeth, and then suddenly, you know, against the Cardinals, we it, it's, it's a, Two nothing series against the the Braves. We win that one three one. We win against the Padres four to one. The series and and it, we always get up, and it was just the okay. I accept now that crazy things happen in baseball. Well, faith set and in. We are that team yeah. of destiny. I believe. I it, it was like yeah, faith faith that that the magical occurs and we were the recipients of the magic and that we were making the magic and it was something that was just so unlikely but we believed anyway And right, i think there because are because it kept happening yeah
1: i think there are two top answers here but i'm not going to say them yet james your opinion what's the number one reason why it was so special so yeah to your point there's a
3: like 10 different reasons right. i can come up with. i do think richie hit on on i think it's a combo of two things Man. i think it's I think it's the unlikely nature, the unexpected. Yep. I, we've never had that. Like we have never in Philadelphia in our lifetimes had a totally out of no, maybe I guess the the kind of the flyers no, the a little 20, bit twenty ten flyers yeah a little you know, bit twenty but, ten but, flyers
1: qualifies for that. But
3: I think it's that combined with the fact that we waited so long. Like, That's I think it. it's I think yep. it, you know. I think yep. it was waiting that long, and then out of nowhere we get this magical run that we've been waiting eleven years for. Yep. I think it was those two things combined that made it
1: Well, look, I want to hear from everyone, 215-592-9494. I, I just, like, let's let's relive it more here. It was just so great. And I want to hear from people today. What is it for you? I mean, for me, it was what these guys said, plus watching games with family, watching games with friends. There was a star, John, that delivered. I mean, you know, think about how often Joel has not delivered in the postseason. When Bryce got his shot, he frickin' delivered. Um, it was Rob Thompson. It was his way of being. It was a combination of calm and kind and steady and also sort of like the lifelong baseball guy that finally got his shot and was really doing something with it. There were so many things. Talk to us today on the and fills as we reminisce back to what I think to this point this year was was the most special thing so far. And that's saying something. Considering that the Eagles are 13-1. and 1. Let's go to the phone. So, Eagles conversation. Phil's conversation mixed in. Chris and Berwin. Hi, Chris.
2: Hey, guys. Happy holiday. Happy New Year.
1: Thanks, Chris. To you too, happy
2: buddy. Um, so, for the, uh, your question right there about the Phillies, me, I kind of uh, agree with John. It was totally unexpected. Um, like, I, I wasn't even sure. I, I was convinced they weren't even going to make the playoffs. Just because... They always choke in September the last, you know, 10 years and yada, yada, yada. Yep. That plus, they're just so, they're a likable group of guys, especially Bryce. Like, Bryce is Philadelphia, so to say. And so it was just so easy to root for him. And that, for me, it hasn't made it all. Yeah.
1: Well, the Bryce factor was a big one. And again, juxta, what's the word, John, juxtaposed? Yeah, juxtaposed. Juxtaposed with Joel, who we love, but... I mean, it's five years in a row in the playoffs. He just doesn't deliver. He just doesn't. And Bryce got that first shot, and it was he was Superman. Chris, what do you got on the Eagles, man? Yeah. Um,
2: so, Hurts, you know, I would have played him unless, I, I guess, they're thinking that his injury could potentially get worse. So, if it was just a pain tolerance thing, um, I would have had no problem with playing him. Um, with that being said, I'm not – Entirely as worried with Minshew being in just because it's not like he's a guy who's never played before. Like, you know, like Bronco is throwing in right then, uh McSworley or t- uh, Tyler Huntley, players like that. Um, Caller said before he's got 41 career touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So, you know, he- he's not horrible. Um, no, he's not horrible second- at all. Dallas' secondary is very thin at the moment with injuries, and Vander Esch might be out as well. So I'm, I'm more fascinated to see how Gannon um, approaches this game defensively because the Cowboys obviously can run it, and Dak is a threat. Uh, he's been heating it up lately. Uh, yeah. in the past game. All right,
1: Chris, give me an answer, man. A unique tradition.
2: Uh, how about the tradition of playing cool and Gang celebration whenever you lose the
1: title? <laughs> <laughs> nice oh, one. Man. Great answer. I so hate that. So let me ask you guys a question. Minshew was just referenced there. Rank them in order here, John. First crack. Most likely to least likely to start next year in pro football. I'm gonna give you three quarterbacks Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew. Who they are all mm-hmm. gonna be like available one way yeah. or the other. Is Gardner does he doesn't yeah, have no, one this, more year this left? Is, is it, it, is I, it? I, okay? No, I, I previously thought just confirm that, James, but I'm I'll almost, double check, yeah. He had two years left when they got him. This is the second year. Yeah, this is it. So
4: I would say Gardner has is most likely to start next year. Yep. I'm gonna still say Carson Wentz has the second best chance because it does not feel like Nick Foles is getting any semblance of respect. Foles is the only guy that elsewhere. has an audition
1: though between him and Wentz right now. Carson doesn't even have an audition anymore. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's shelved. Uh yeah.
4: Um, uh, I think, I know someone I think might a team try might again, give him a chance. I know, even gonna... though I think it's a faulty decision. <laughs> On their part, he's still got all these physical capabilities that he just can't tap into because he's so slow-witted in the pocket. Slow-witted. Really? (laughs) I mean, that's the way he boiled down. He's slow-witted. That's great, James. Is that the right order?
3: I think it's the right order, though. Though it's a travesty. I mean, we, we saw Nick Foles want to play play one of the great games in Super Bowl history, and the guy can't get a job. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. So, John, you disagree with Seltzer and I on this one because I know you think he's just not that good. I, I just I've seen Foles well, I succeed. He's good. I think he's, you know, I think that year he was way better
4: than even he could have expected. But
1: there was thir- there was twenty thirteen. There There's was twenty. I, I think Nick Foles can play. I, I just. I don't get no, it. Why don't
4: other teams? Do I it.
1: don't know. I I don't. Because I don't know. Because they do
4: have him there with them every day, and they watch him practice. They know what he's capable uh,
1: of. Yeah, James. Who's better, Nick Foles or Daniel Jones? Nick Foles, for sure. I don't know. I mean, like I I, I would
3: rather. I get it, it's a different situation, right? I, I'm sure there are guys who think they can like take Jones's skill set and turn it into. I think Jones right. has a higher ceiling, but if you're asking me. If I'm starting a season right now and I'm just trying to win games, I would rather have Nick Foles as my
1: quarterback. I mean, I think I would, too. I I just think the guy just has not gotten a shot. I mean, he's gotten shots, but not enough. I don't know. Not enough. Not enough. He's gotten shots, He's He's started in this
4: league plenty, plenty, plenty. And, yeah, he's been outstanding at times. He's also been frustrating at times. He has.
1: I get it. All right, 215-592-9494. Coming up, life advice with the hammer. Obviously, get the questions in. Uh, James, you do have a question? Oh, that's good. So I got one. Seltzer's good to go for that. So, uh, I'll spin you some advice. Whoever needs help with that will rock all the calls. Plus, I, I hate to do it, but I got to get on someone's case. And it's very well-deserved. You'll find out who. You'll find out why next on 94 WIP.